Welcome to the Fullerton Free Podcast. The purpose of this conversation is to create a space for us to reflect and dialogue about this Sunday's sermon and discuss practical ways to live out what we learn together on Sunday. Each week will be led by our hosts, Cassie and Blake Valentin, where they'll be joined by different members of our church staff and family. The conversation that you're about to listen to is just the beginning. Our hope and prayer is that you take what's begun here and continue the conversation with your life groups, adult fellowships, families, friends, or whoever you may interact with throughout the week. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Fullerton Free Podcast. I am Cassie Valentin and I'm joined here by a very special guest. You may know it already. It's my husband, Blake Valentin. And I am joined here with a special guest as well, and her name is Cassie Valentin. Thank you. Happy yes. to be here. <laughs> that's right. We are our own guests, and that's because we are at home. We're recording this podcast from our living room. It feels pretty weird. I'll be honest with you guys. Yep. We both We're are still looking at each other. Headphones and. Headphones, microphones, etc. But we thought, hey, let's still have a conversation and we hope that it sparks you guys at home to have conversations between family members and friends and over the phone about That's really everything special. that we just <laughs> heard this past Sunday. Uh, so for those of you who've been listening in on Sundays, you know what? No. Hey, before we dive into Sunday, like we often do with our guests, we are going to do a little interview. So Blake... Interview. Tell us a little bit about who you are. Tell us how you came to be a part of the Fullerton Free family and uh, what you do. Thanks for asking. I've been waiting for someone to ask me that every week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's actually a good question. I forgot for a moment. Um, Oh, I know. Uh, I actually got into EV Free because of you, Cassie, (laughs) because uh, we just started dating and I think it was the week after we started dating you had a PJs and Pancakes um, ministry event, what, uh, yep. fifth and sixth event. Yep. And uh, I went and flipped some pancakes. You did. Some, uh, some flapjacks and the rest is history. And from there, then um, I heard about the art director position and I applied and here we are today. Here we are What about today. you, Cass? I actually know the story surprisingly but i don't know if anyone else in the room knows it yeah so five years ago i applied to ev free now it's known as fullerton Mm -hmm. free and i got a job working in the kids ministry and then i worked there for a couple years and then i joined in on staff for the youth ministry restarting our fifth six ministry now called fsm and now we're part of youth ministry so wow it's been really fun the past five years uh and it's been great so that's awesome it's pretty special for you guys listening at home you might be wondering hmm what's that like to work on the same staff as your spouse and we'll say it's been pretty great it's been pretty great um yeah and now that we're working from home it is still great still great <laughs> Everything's in this living room. I, I muted her. She doesn't know. It's actually terrible. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways, last little fact I'll tell you guys about Blake. It's something that usually polarizes an entire group of people. Blake does not like chocolate. Mm-hmm. That's right. You guys can start booing and hissing right in your own living rooms as well. But Blake <laughs> does not like chocolate. So. Well, something you don't know about Cassie is she thought she was an alien for about five years. Anyways, back into this week's I was a child. All right, back to Second Thessalonians. So, 
this was our last Sunday reading Second Thessalonians. So we did chapter 3, verses 6 through 18. So a large chunk right at the end of this book. And it was a really interesting passage to mm-hmm. read, especially in light of everything that's happening with the coronavirus and us all being socially distancing and yeah. quarantining. And so I thought it was a really interesting passage. Blake, what were some of your thoughts right off the gate? Well, yeah, when you first read the passage, it sounds a little scary because it's all about not being idle and it kind of feels like we're all being a little idle. But as Darren unpacked it, I think um, there was a lot to take from it that not not necessarily means you have to go out and do a lot of things um, outside of your house, but you can still be an avid follower of Jesus even in your own home. Yeah, I, I really especially appreciated understanding a bit more about what idleness means in terms of this passage, because I think we have a really, at least for me, I have a... Did you think it was American Idol, like related to that? (laughs) Absolutely. How could you not? Uh, But when I think of idle, I think I sometimes think of just something that's just sitting sitting still, stagnant, not doing anything. Uh, But I really loved the definition of, no, this isn't just being idle, this is being disorderly. It's not just laziness. It was more of a mili- I think he said yeah. like a military kind of connotation like of stepping out, out of line. line. Yeah. So that was really interesting and that it that idleness ruins the form. And I love that because it makes it more communal and less individual when it says like, oh no, you're you're stepping out of line. If you think about it in the terms of yeah. like a military or like Darren had mentioned, band or something. I don't know. I can't play instruments, but I would imagine if you're stepping out of line, you're affecting the entire group. And so that it brings it into perspective for us as hopefully imitators of Jesus, that if one of us is out of line, like we're affecting the whole group at large. So that was interesting. Yeah. I thought that was interesting as well. Um, Something that was really interesting as far as um, the coronavirus and this is a lot of us are working from home. And I think there's a temptation to... um, show your boss that you, or maybe even your colleagues or people who aren't at your work, but that you're working really hard. And I've seen that a little bit here and there, just kind of a need to um, advertise all that you're doing. And this verse talks about specifically uh, working hard, but working quietly and how working quietly, but also working hard is a picture of Jesus which I don't know, I don't, when, if someone asked me to describe Jesus, I don't think my first thought would have been, well, he worked really quietly or he worked really hard. Not that those aren't attributes of him. It's just, we talk about his grace. We talk about his hmm. kindness, his love, but uh, not much about his work ethic. And it's interesting that like, even with all this, like how would Jesus react to the coronavirus right now? Hmm. You know? I mean, he was a carpenter. Is that a essential job? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Is it? If so, would he work from home? What would he do, you know? I don't know. And I, it's interesting because another famous biblical character that was brought up um, in these few verses was Paul. Because we talked a lot about the early church in reference to some of these verses. And one of the things it was even mentioned that, okay, so Paul was a tent maker. And so when he was writing this, he was probably 
speaking pretty realistically from his own experience and understanding um, the importance of this being like a team mentality, uh, which I thought was really important because I think in, in terms of like a pandemic or a crisis, we all have this mentality of like protect me and my, my family and that's it and no one else. And, and, and how different it, the early church even ran, you know, the early right. church was all about, okay, let's, let's, they ate together, they prayed together, they sold their possessions so they could help those in need. They, I, I think they just, um, this pandemic almost kind of restarts our mentality of what does it mean to be church? What does it mean to be Christ followers? And it's at least for my own life been really convicting. I don't know about for you guys listening. Um, you hear a lot about this, uh, random acts of kindness or going to neighbors door by door and introducing yourselves. And on the one hand, I'm like, that's awesome. But on the other hand, I'm like, why are we waiting now to do it? And I think, obviously, we want to be the hands and feet of Jesus, especially in times of crisis. However, I felt really convicted. I'm like, okay, so I'm just now getting to know my neighbors really well. Man, I've I've lived here for a couple of months. That that shouldn't be the time. Um, So I I don't know if that makes sense, but I feel a little bit like both encouraged and convicted too, right? I think hopefully rightly so. I wonder why it does feel like now we're going back to the basics a little bit. Mm. I, I I don't have the answer there. It just seems like, at least for you and I, it does seem like, oh, I need to be in a good rhythm with God. Like, I feel like we're we're trying to read more. It seems like we're trying to reach out to people more. Even, uh, I don't want to get into details so it doesn't become, you know, working loudly instead of quietly. But it, I've even reached out to people I wouldn't reach out to and said, Hey, can I help you? Why, why not before this? You know, Mm. I don't know what it is, but something about this is like, Oh yeah. What's the point of us being Christians? Like in the world, what do we do? Right. I think because there's probably, I mean, this is just one answer. There's apparent neediness going on right now in in a right way. People are needy. Maybe it's for food. Maybe it's for protection. Maybe it's for community and love, but there's an obvious neediness. However, I don't think that neediness, uh, doesn't exist when there's not a pandemic. I think that some of that, now obviously some of that is largely heightened, but I think there's a lot of neediness around us all the time. And our hearts aren't attuned to it because it's not on the radio. It's not on TV. It's not being posted everywhere, you know? And so I think in some ways, um, this is a good chance for us to kind of look a little bit of, Oh wow. Am I, am I painting a false picture of Jesus or am I just now learning how to repaint that? Yeah. Well, um, I think it's also part of our pillars of humble solidarity. And I think, everyone is on the same playing field right now to some sort of extent that we all are trying to stay away from this virus. I know some people have a harder time with it because maybe they have to still be working uh, and going out or whatever it might be. But relatively we all are trying to stay safe. And so there's kind of this like mutual uh, solidarity I think that's redundant to say mutual solidarity. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Uh, yeah, I think as, as Blake just alluded to, for those of you guys listening, we've been talking in this podcast a lot about our church's vision statement and the four pillars that we're trying to embody as a church. And I think now more than ever is a great time for us to really reevaluate those and be like, well, how are we doing that? Are we being people that are filled with peace that's rooted in the fact that we know 
Jesus. We know his power. We know his peace. Um, and I think that's good. I think it's a good chance for us to say, wait, are we banding together as brothers and sisters, even if we're not in the same room? What does that look like? And um, yeah, I think this is a good chance uh, for the church capital C, like to really think through, okay, um, are we painting an accurate picture of Jesus? Right. And I like what you said, Blake, of the classic WWJD, what would Jesus do? But WWJD during COVID-19. COVID-19. I don't know. I, I, you know, and it's, it's a, it's a good practice to think through of like, if yeah. we're going to paint a good picture of Jesus, let's think through the ways that he lived his life. Right. Well, there's something about actually trying to picture what Jesus would do during this time. And I think we keep realizing how special of a time this is that we do have internet and we, everyone has a phone yeah. pretty much. And there's like, so many ways that we can still stay connected even during this crazy time that even if this happened uh 50 years ago it would be a completely different scenario but like it's it's a fun exercise to picture what Jesus would be doing online to reach out to his community or would he be going out or what would he be doing you know and i think that's a fun exercise that I've been thinking about. Hmm, I like that. I also think it's interesting how these few verses talked a lot about kind of confronting brothers and sisters, which I thought is, is such a, a tricky thing, right? Like we, we yeah. almost just don't want to step on each other's toes or point out things, but it's so healthy to be, I mean, the spirit gives us a spirit of conviction for purpose. And sometimes that's to help us speak into the lives of others. And I, I think, um, that was interesting. I, I almost, when I first read this passage, I honestly didn't even like notice that there was a focus yeah. on like, hey, call each other out if you're stepping out of line. Right. And, and I was like, oh, that makes sense though. Because I can almost imagine, right, if you're in a formation, if like a line of people are walking and one person steps out of line and it trips the other person, it's like a domino effect. Everyone's just True. falling. Yeah. And that's kind of what happens if we're like really inaccurately showing people who Jesus is, I, I think that could really affect things. And I, I think it's important for us to to call people out who maybe aren't doing that and to be willing to be called out and recognize yeah. that, hey, we're not too too big or proud to <laughs> receive that. Don't you feel like, and obviously the Bible is right here. I'm not saying it's not. But when you first read it, it really sounds like a very passive-aggressive way to call someone out. It's just to dis- distance them so they feel basically ashamed, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not saying it is passive-aggressive, but it is interesting that it's not like as confrontational as the Bible is oftentimes. But right. Where other places in the Bible it says, hey, if you have an issue with a yeah. brother, like go directly to them. Don't right. just go behind their back and be a busybody. And but I think whatever. when you're thinking through the marching, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because if someone in front of you is... Um, tripping let's say you're not going to trip with them you're going to and you're not even going to confront them you're going to step around them and keep going and then they'll realize oh i just tripped and then they'll catch up to you which is a it's an interesting way to picture it yeah definitely so yeah i I, so i i think it's interesting as as we've talked about as a church community, how interesting that we are reading these verses during this time. Obviously, none of us could have known that this was going to happen right when we're talking about Second Thessalonians, and and yet I think it's 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 kind of cool because Paul often wrote these letters 
to church communities often when he was in prison and he was isolated. And yet this was a way to build community, to speak truth, to help. Hey, you might be hearing false teaching. That's true right now. You might be having some persecution. That can still be true right now. Um, You might need some calling out a little bit. Or you might need encouragement and say, hey, keep on doing what you're doing. You're doing awesome, and, and, and God loves what you're doing. I, I think um, this is an interesting time to read these verses, and I, I found it to be really encouraging, especially at the end, that little benediction piece, which is a, a normal close to a letter, but yet also something that we all kind of need to hear. I mean, it literally says, may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times in every way. And I love that. Right. Um, I was going to talk about that too. So Ooh, you, you took awkward. my teaching point. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Sorry you guys had to hear our first fight. <laughs> I was going to ask you though, is this passage encouraging or convicting to you? <sighs> I honestly felt both. I I felt um, convicted in the sense that, uh, wow, am I calling out myself calling out others i felt convicted in the sense that like he gave the example um about the those highlights magazines of a picture and something's like, wrong, wrong something's obviously yeah. wrong you know and i'm like it's a good chance for me to like okay if, if i'm that living picture uh, what's obviously wrong you right. know is it my judgment is it my selfishness is it what, what I, I don't know yeah i mean i do know honestly um <laughs> there are some things to improve and i think that's uh that part was convicting for me of, Oh wow. Okay. So I'm just going to also just mean painting a false picture of Jesus. And I, I want to uh, be open to others, correcting that in me and, and being open to help guide other brothers and right. sisters to hopefully look more like Jesus. So I felt convicted, but I also felt immensely encouraged because I think this is a, a time that we really need to think about what it looks like, um, to work hard, but quiet, but I don't know. I, I just felt encouraged. Um, that we serve a God who is a God of peace and not of disorder and chaos. And a lot of what we're hearing is disorderly and chaotic. And I love that when we spend time with Jesus, when we are close with Jesus, I mean, radiant peace comes from knowing who Jesus is. Right. How about you? Thanks for asking. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I was about not to. Um, yeah, I think it was encouraging to me. Um, uh, I mean, there's obviously aspects that are convicting, like you listed, but I think it was more con- encouraging, uh, especially the part about peace at all times in every way. Um, something me and Cassie are notorious at is, did I use that word wrong? I don't know. Maybe. You looked at me weird. <laughs> it's, uh, maybe I've just never heard him use that big of a word. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Um, is uh, watching The Office while playing some ping pong. That's true. And we've been doing that a lot on quarantine. But that's not bad. But I use that oftentimes as a way to escape and find mm. peace. Um, so I think it's good to see that. It's encouraging to see that because um, that we can find peace even when we're not watching The Office playing ping pong. Yes. That we can find peace when things are stressful, when you're going to the store and you actually need toilet paper and there's no toilet paper. Yeah. Um, th- you can still find uh, some peace in there somehow, you know, God will provide. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I think that was really encouraging. There's a lot of convicting aspects as well, but, um, I think the convicting aspects are more so like 
keep on doing what God's already spraying into your heart, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a lot that I'm still really excited to learn about peace and about how God promises peace and yeah. peace doesn't mean that there's just still quiet waters, you know, yeah. peace can be true and God's peace is absolutely true despite the world. I'm reminded of John 14 um, when Jesus says, a peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Mm. Um, one of my leaders uh, in five six, Tyler, he he used that verse to encourage our students, and I just loved it. So shout out to you, Tyler. I, I really loved how he was talking about. No, he says, "Do not be afraid. Do not let your hearts be troubled, because yeah. I'm I'm giving you peace." Yeah, and I cool. think that's that was just as true for the disciples then, and it's just as true for us now, and, and a good reminder for us. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Any other thoughts you want to add? I think that's it for me. But you guys, we would love to hear more from all of you. We know that that church might look a little bit different in this season. And so when it comes to family announcements, we just want to point you to a couple things that we're doing here at Fullerton Free uh, to try to keep us all connected and be involved in our community. So number one, if you um, have not already, please make sure you are streaming our Sunday services. So that will be, you can find that on the app, on the website. There's a variety of ways to stream that. Um, but we would love that. It, it's so encouraging. I know Blake and I have loved <laughs> seeing everyone and there's a little chat sometimes that goes yeah. on and it's been really encouraging. You can worship in your home and listen to the message. Um, so that's, that's one way that is a, a fun way to connect. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also some of you guys who have communicated to us, wow, we we would love to jump in and serve. And so we have avenues and we have ways that we are collecting needs in the community. And we just want to, as a church staff, be put to work on those. We want to be praying actively for any prayer requests we receive. We want to help in ways that we can, in ways that are safe and uh, government approved. We want to help. And so um, we want to give resources where we can. And so um, please reach out. Uh, You can call the church. There's forms online you can sign up to, to either help volunteer or to submit a need or prayer request for you or your family. Right. So, so please do that because we, we want to band together during this time. Yeah. And I just want to highlight that, too. If you have any needs, uh, make sure you contact our church, either through email or phone call. Uh, really, if you have a need for food, toilet paper, if you can't go to the store, if you need prayer, or even someone just to talk to, our church is trying to find ways that we can just band together and we can serve you. Um, even if you don't go to our church, we still want to help however we can. So make sure you reach out to us if you're in need. And uh, we're we're here for you. We'll jump on a Zoom call. We'll or something. Hey, we'll jump on a we'll Zoom, Zoom, call. Zoom. We'll Zoom, 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 Zoom. As far as other family news, a lot of things are um, to be announced. I think because we're kind of waiting to see how long this thing lasts. Yeah. Any anything else we can call out? I guess the last thing I'd call out is, as a reminder, Blake still does not like chocolate. So. Okay. Um, just appreciate kind of some solidarity from all of you listening that if you also think that that is just abysmal please reach out here's the thing you don't have to like chocolate this is the lie that i exposed at one point that i don't need to like chocolate i used to like chocolate and then i realized i didn't need to that's right you guys he used to like chocolate and it stopped now i can't even i i hate the smell Okay, I think we probably told people enough now. Um, 
thanks for letting us uh, talk because yeah. <laughs> we know this is strange. It is really strange because it's literally just me and you and a microphone. That's all right. Accurate. All right. Well, thanks well, for listening. Love you guys. Stay um, sweet. Stay sweet. Seriously, reach out. Um, okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's Fullerton Free Podcast. We pray that your time listening to these responses to the message has helped you think about your own response to how God is moving in your life. We hope that you will take what you listen to today and continue the conversation throughout your week.